Coming to you live from the twerking studios. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast at 8 a.m. on a fucking Sunday because that's my life. It's one of your co-hosts at uh, Drunk Shy Sox Fan. Let's go. And hot take Tommy. Good Lord, Steve. Take a seat. Oh, my. On the Lord's day. On the Lord's day of all days. Um. Anyway, on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, we are going to be talking about um, managerial malpractice. Uh, thank you, Herb Lawrence, for that one. Uh, Herb, no, no, it wasn't Herb. It was Lawrence Holmes. Oh, oh, yeah, it was. Well, now, <laughs> well, now, it's all bad. It's all bad to start. Um, they used to work together. Anyway, <laughs> all this brought to you by Just Us. So, um. Rate, subscribe, and review. We are on a fucking roll already. <laughs> terrible, terrible out the gate. Um, Bill, Billy, you didn't get to see Sack. I'm sorry. Thank you for tuning in live, but you did get to see me stand up on my rolling chair, not break my shit, and twerk right into the camera for you this yeah. morning. So you are welcome. Uh, Thanks a Tom, lot, Billy. It's gonna be a fun back. morning. We got we got about um, we got about an hour. Uh, before I need to roll, so let's let's hop right into it, baby. Um, it's a it's a busy day for me, Tom. Do you want to break the news? Why? Uh, you are going to be on the CHGO podcast pregame in it. Are you doing post as well? I am doing the pre and post game with CHGO's Eight. finest host, Sean Anderson. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean S E A N underscore W underscore anderson um got all those underscores all the underscores underscores between each sean w and anderson so um yeah oh shit is billy is in the comments and and saying exactly how i'm feeling i'm very 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 excited uh, yeah, and you're not even, you're not just like phoning in either you're gonna roll I'm up going to the west the studio baby i'm very out very there yes. yeah they didn't want me to go um no well they yeah. did Sean reached out and he said, hey, you should invite Tommy, too. I don't know why this just crossed my mind. And I was like, don't worry. When people think about the Sons of Haunt, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, I had – it was last minute and I had – I've got plans out in the burbs with my family. So, yeah. say lovey. But, no, well, I'm, I'm really excited. We're really well, fucking excited. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're excited for me. And let's be real. Always. You're about to become the face of the Suns. Um, ah. And I'll break that news later at the end of the podcast. Um, yes, I know. I need to be careful, Jim, for those that still have morning wood. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Like yourself. Uh, Tom, tell me a little bit about your week before we talk White Sox baseball shit. Oh, you know, I'm uh, I'm out here just trying to get used to the the new job. Um, work sucks. I know. I know. Oh, that was that was good. That was good. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, but I'm I'm kind of feeling like I I this is the thought that crossed my mind this week is that I think I might need to get back on this White Sox Run Club shit. Like, ooh, I haven't I haven't run a fucking mile since we did the 108. Like, that's uh, hilarious. Miles. I'm glad you 108 miles from the new year through uh, opening day of baseball. I did that, and I haven't run a mile since. And I'm, I'm like, glad Whoa. you brought that up. I went for like my first run in over a month. Yeah, uh, oh, that's right. on Friday, right. and my legs are so fucking sore still. <laughs> okay, I didn't Mr. run like, fucking Olympic pace either, like you guys think. Um, 
I mean, I did I, I did three miles, hair over three miles in, in like 19 minutes and, and 22 seconds or something like that. Yeah. I can look up that official time, but um, I mean, it's decent. It's decent. <laughs> 19 minutes, 22 seconds on the dot. So um, oh, Jim, good for you. Yes. Um, you woke up I, early. No one cares. You, yes. You woke up early. No one cares, uh, Jim. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm thinking about doing this uh, run your socks off 5K, Tom. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, comment. yes. The this comment section That's with Carrie. Go comment. ahead and read that one, Tommy, without Harry, laughing. Carrie out here, ironic, saying a hair over three miles for Steve because, Steve, you're bald. Do you get it? I mean, you all saw the, ch- the, the chest hair the other day <laughs> when I posted the tattoos on, on Twitter. So. That's true. That was pretty brand new, Brand new ink. You saw Very that exciting as well. Yeah, the, I saw the ink bag. I didn't actually see the ink in person, but oh, you know. oh, hold on, live, live, live showing some, some par- partial nudity for everybody. Love that. Some more. So uh, okay, but you want to do the the run your socks off five k? When is this again? Uh, it uh, is August seventh. I want to say. Let's put yes. it on the calendar. August seventh. So they just bumped up the price. I think like ten bucks be- ah, uh, yesterday. But you know, it goes to a charity. It goes to charitable costs. So. Um, maybe it's the Jerry Reinsdorf 401k, but yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He's just going to write off. He's going to charity so that he can write it off and not pay taxes. There you go. Thanks a lot. We love billionaires um, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Austin Powers chest hair. Yes, I agree, Carrie, that that would be a good vibe for me. Um, I, I'm thinking more like Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. That's that's really <laughs> talking it up. <laughs> On the Barry Gibb talk show. You did not expect that this morning on oh, uh, White man. Sox baseball podcast, but yet here we are. Yes. <laughs> um, but I did not invent the White Sox run club. That would be the gatekeeper uh, who invented the White Sox run club. Not me. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so maybe we should look into that, Tom. That might be a fun event for us. No, definitely. August, early August. Let's let's do it. Yep. Um, well, hey, Tom, we are a White Sox baseball podcast, so should we talk a little bit about White Sox baseball? Yeah, I think so. I think that would be the uh, idea behind this whole thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts on the team so far this past week or so? Okay, so we had ourselves a winning week of baseball. We did. Ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to watch. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, I would say uh, I'm still not into it. I'm not convinced. I'm just, this comment section this morning. It's like I know. Well, when you, you get Jim, this Billy, and like, Carrie, Jim, Billy, and Carrie, it, it, this is fantastic. It's wild. Um, no, but I, I'm not convinced with this team. I'm really not. Ooh. Like, I'm not excited. I'm not. I'm not really, you know, amped about it. I I see the team. I'm excited. I'm watching them win, and I'm excited that like there are games in the win column. However, comma not convinced what is not convincing to you you know i the team is dead bro like i i, I will say I, I gotta give credit where credit's due L- yesterday in efforts to kind of save the win streak you had an eighth inning like a couple guys get on base until gavin couldn't catch up to the 100 mile an hour heater well yeah the 100 mile an hour heater over the plate that he couldn't hit which yeah. is his pitch to hit and yeah. he still can't hit it that and then just- he strikes Very, out on a fucking uh, yeah. back back foot breaking ball. Breaking ball. 
Yeah. No, it was uh, that. That was very not good. But I will like that. There was there was some fight in that. And then in the ninth inning, you had Angle with two outs, get a single. And then Timmy, mind you, he grounded out, but he was booking it to first trying to you know prolong that rally and get something going. I, I there's some life there. However, however. I'm never going to get over the fact that there was zero pimping done on the Luis Robert Grand Slam. Zero pimping of a Grand Slam into the second deck. Man doesn't give a shit. Because his here's team the thing. doesn't give a shit, bro. Nah, I don't even know if it's that. It's the That's fact next, that, the, that you look at the numbers this year and well, records-wise, just, just based on record alone, the Twins have been kicking the White Sox ass this right. year. Okay. When you break it down, they really haven't. The White Sox have been kicking their own ass. Um, <laughs> and that, I mean, defensive mishaps outside of, you know, the offense finally exploding. Um, defensive mishaps could have uh, really kicked their ass on Friday. Uh, but luckily, the Adam Engel three-run bomb was was a big-time insurance for them. Oh, yeah. um, when... Uh, uh, you know, the team was only up three, two and Adam Engel goes yard. Um, Luis Robert gets benched for his, I don't know what's going on. Lightheadedness. Yeah. That um, was a weird tweet to see. I was like, Oh, so is he going to like, yeah, I'm really curious. I'm, like Bar uh, Danny Farquhar or some shit. Please, I was no. like, actually, actually nervous about that. <laughs> for the anyway. of God, no. Um, <laughs> but I, I think today is just, and maybe it's because I'm hyped up for today's game so much. I think today is really important. I think they need to go into the all-star break on a win at 500. What have I been saying this entire time to Tom in order for them to have a shot? They got to be 500 at the break. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm optimistic about this team. I mean, you took four in a row against division opponents. Uh, So it's two in Cleveland, two in, they're the teams that are ahead of you in the division. You got to go take care of fucking business. So you take you take two the the two and two in Cleveland. You take the first two in Minnesota. You lose yesterday, but you got a little dog in you, a little dog, a little bit of fight. Um, and and we were talking about this. Um, and shout out to Alex Rude, Stat Boy, um, for bringing this up on the CHGO podcast on Thursday afternoon. Uh, in the pre, I think he brought it up in the pregame. Maybe he brought it up in the postgame. Can't remember the two are meshing together, and I was drinking. Um, <laughs> if you take away the Dallas Keuchel starts for this White Sox team after yesterday, I did the math and I, I double checked. This is correct. You did negative, the arithmetic. Let's be honest. I, I'm not a big math guy. Um, <laughs> big brain here, not a math guy. Um, <laughs> negative one run differential for this team. If you take away the Dallas Keuchel starts going into today, the whole season for the entire season. Very, very pumped about that. Um, there's still some some optimism to hang our hat on here. And especially if they win today, you just carry out that momentum, baby. You, and I know you can't measure that. But I said 500, especially with the schedule that they've uh, they've got going ahead of them. This is, this is where they need to be. Dude, I... Um... Oh, shit. Hi. How are you? Oh, Tommy's phone goes off per <laughs> usual on brand. 
Well, either way, I think your time was up, right? Um, in in like giving yeah, so you were putting me on a timer to to shut the fuck up, <laughs> to shut the fuck up, timer, Steve. <laughs> Justifications galore for this team, sure, call it that. Right, and I I think I'm 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 with Carrie on this. It's like I don't know, man. I I'm usually the optimism, the perpetual optimist on this team or about this team, and I'm just not feeling it, man. Like they're they're dead in the water, my guy. As long as Tony Larusa is in that dugout, mm. I don't have a good reason to think that this team is gonna turn around. Well, let's let's Bright talk eyes. about why this podcast is named what it is today: managerial malpractice. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so Charlie Montoya, he got fired, right? Yeah. Whether or not there was managerial malpractice going on there, but that's both Joes, Girardi and Madden, gone, and Charlie gone, all in this season, during the season. Old ass managers keep getting the boot. And Leroy LaRusa is still here. LaRoysa is still here holding on to his fucking job. Um I'm I'm sick of it, man. I, I really am. I thought that we would have the chance to give him the boot in the all-star break. But we played ourselves into a situation where we're not going to fire him after he just got, you know, four wins in a row. Right. Like. I'm just saying, like, if we lost every game. Until the all-star break. We would have absolutely had the chance to fire this guy. You just want Tony gone. That's the I, problem. I, just I think Tony that's the gone. problem with, with half of the people that we interact with on White Sox Twitter or in our White Sox universe. We want Tony LaRusa gone, and we want him gone basically at any cost. I'm not ready to give up on the 2021 season yet just to get rid of Tony LaRusa, okay? I think that, that – and you're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the, the Kenny Williams – pep talk in the locker room i think is going to do this team justice well i think it's yeah. i think it's going to bring this team together i think it's going to wake them up yes i it's really scary that tony doesn't know what's going on but as white Sox fans and even people outside of the white Sox universe particularly the people who i talk baseball with most outside of you who are ryan ferrucci and adam wessendorf right they know it they already knew this. They're like, Tony is so off. They've known that Tony is off since the 3-0 home run your mean Mercedes shit. Okay? That was the most alarming thing to them. And then on top of that, you throw everything else into that. And they're like, yeah, Tony is fucking off. Big time. And that's not just... And they always criticize me. Always. No matter what I say. They're like, look at it from this angle, Steve. Look at it from this angle. They're like, no, you're absolutely right about Larusa. It's well, nationally known that Larusa is fucking up, right? Yes, yes. But I think what you do not give credit to is that this is a newer narrative that the entire national media is aware of now. Like we we've known it for a while, and but it's been unsubstantiated rumors for the most part, right? 
that like there's, there's a lot of Twitter conversations about how he's he's not quite with it. There was, you know, Steve, you brought this one up. There was a James Fegan tweet in May. Yeah. That, so, like, yeah, it was the end of End of April, beginning of May, when the White Sox went on that huge losing skid, they lost 10 of 11, and the teams the team was defeated, apparently, in the locker room, right? The, something was – everybody had their heads down. And right. somebody, you know, I think he may have said, like, you know, obviously they're in a losing streak, so they're not happy because they're losing. But it was more than that. There was there That was what was on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. There was again, way more than that underneath the surface. That's and it was all stuff that's again still ups, unsubstantiated, like you know hearsay at best. When when you talk about how the team isn't rallying around each other and there's like problems in the clubhouse, and even then, right? A lot of the things that we would say were, "Well, just wait till Aloy gets back." The, Aloy's the heart, like and soul, right? I could so, have told you that that. That's that a was no, number right? one. I, I I never bought into that. And then on top of that, Eloy can't stay healthy. No. Let, let's be well, real. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll criticize everybody else who was like, no way we're trading Eloy. We should trade Eloy for Jess Chisel. Number one, Kim Ng was never going to do that. No. But number two, if she was, you absolutely send it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Eloy cannot stay healthy. I mean, he's he's a less athletic get injured byron buxton um really honestly um despite the team-friendly contract i you would still get like jazz for what like this year and three more i digress um that brings up a it's a moot point it's a moot point and one thing that also isn't happening is tony larusa getting fired well but again steve this is the thing like you know, it's now a national perspective. As of last week, Eno Saris went on. Well, first of all, Bob Nightingale, Bob Nightingale tweeted out that there's issues in the clubhouse ahead of that Kenny Williams. He, he was the one who broke the news that Kenny Williams on July 11th, last Monday, Steve, again, this is new shit that's starting to stuff is starting to snowball here. Kenny Williams is in the in the dugout talking to the team. Then Eno Saris this last week, another national reporter, talks on his 3-0 show, the his like uh, athletic baseball network podcast, whatever. He talks about how the vibes are off and that he has a specific report. The thing about all of this has been that, like, you know, there's rumors and 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 stuff like that about how Tony's not really aware of what's going on, but there's a specific report now about how he was about to walk through a a hitting meeting and another person in the clubhouse had to be like, Tony, you can't go there right now. Like there's a specific report about there now out there now from, you know, about that event where he's like, he really doesn't know what's going on. Like before it's like, Oh, Twitter. So-and-so says the guy looks lost in the dugout. Yeah. You could say that about a guy who's got a like weird face on camera, but you, you catch somebody on camera at the wrong time. They could look lost anywhere. Right. Like this is now becoming real in my eyes and in the eyes of the national media, which I think is more important than, you know, the fact that White Sox fans have been like telling everybody that would listen that this is a bad hire from the start. It's becoming real is what I'm saying. And I think it can snowball to a point where Tony La is in is in a bad light nationally and your your man Jerry might want to bail out the team. Here's the thing. When it comes to national, I don't buy it because when it comes to national narratives 
and and drama. When has Jerry Reinsdorf ever given a fucking shit? Ever. When it comes to not just the white, and I'm not talking about the White Sox. You watch the last dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah, you watch the last dance. Okay. <laughs> we 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 got we got Scotty Pippen, right? And his contract negotiations. Yep. Now you think that this Larusa thing is a stink? Right. That's fair. You're, the Bulls yeah. were fighting for their sixth championship in eight fucking years, right? Their yeah. second three P. And Scotty Pippen is the your solidifying force for an aging Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. And and he you know, Pippen was starting to get up there too in years. But your number two, your Robin to Batman, is saying, I want the fuck out of Chicago, fuck this organization, fuck Jerry Reinsdorf's cheap ass. Phil and I don't see eye to eye. Michael and I are, are you know, firing gasoline. And and what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. Pippen stayed. They won their championship, right? Jerry, Jerry's not going to budge, especially since he's already fired Tony. He's not going to make that quote-unquote mistake again. <laughs> um, even though it was Kenny Williams who really made – or not Kenny Williams, pardon me, Hawk Harrelson. I was thinking of other Kens. Uh, it was Hawk Harrelson who eventually made the uh, decision, the final decision, I think, right. on, uh, on La Russa. But – um, yeah, whether, whether it be Tony being lost or his early onset dementia, as Billy Wires is mentioning, um, See, again, know, unsubstantiated, you can't like, um, it's okay. Anyway, yeah, here's, it's not going to happen. It, it, and he's not, unless it's LaRusa saying I quit. Yes. He's not leaving. That's the thing I was going to point out is yeah, that better chance they're... I get a one way train to, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to read that. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie, for your contribution. But again, like there, there's Jerry. He doesn't give a shit about the national media. I I grant you, I grant you, but Tony La Russa does a lot care about national perception of himself, of him. The first question he had when he, before he took the job was, is this going to hurt my Hall of Fame, right? The answer was no. And so he was like, yes, I'll take the job then. But he like is on record saying that he would not have been taking this White Sox job if it put his Hall of Fame record in jeopardy. So oh, he's, already, he's already a Hall of Fame manager. He's a Hall of Fame baseball guy. He's a Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame baseball guy. Baseball person and Base person. person. And yeah. look, like that's Tony. Like he gives a crap about his perception, his his legacy, his history. He doesn't care as much about you know the here and now. Better and, chance of him quitting, like I mentioned. So, but again, it's snowballing to the point where it is embarrassing for him, and he may well take care of him himself, walk off the job, or talk to. I, I it would have to be a mutual parting of ways right like it's not going to be a he was relieved of his duties situation well i know you love speculation so i'll just throw this out there it's already starting to look and maybe this is another reason for the success it seems like the rest of the bench has been a lot more active um in regard to bench i mean the coaches so miguel i've seen miguel cairo a lot more on camera and talking to players in the last month than i did the first couple months of the year um, I've seen Ethan Katz more active in regards to making the choices of when pitchers are staying in and coming out than I did at the beginning of the year or last year. 
I think Tony's been asked by Kenny and Rick, call it speculation, but especially after that locker room meeting, I think that he has been told, you just be the face and, and we'll take care of it from here. Yeah, um, I would say that is definitely wild speculation. However, I like it. I like it a lot. There we go. Um, now, again, back to the Kenny Williams conversation. Teams four and two since then. And that's the 600 winning percentage that you were looking for, right? Ha ha ha. Yes, indeed. So even better. 667. So that's 67%. You win, you win two, you lose one. That's what the White Sox need to start doing, especially with that weekend schedule. And I know we're looking, I know I'm making justifications again, but I, I really think it's possible. I really do. I'm not ready to give up on this team yet. Check in with me at the trade deadline. I'll tell you that much. I'll definitely have a show. I'll, I'm going to be fucking gung ho or, uh, uh, ready to down. yeah ready to burn <laughs> burn this shit um, trade them all away we don't need right. this team anymore uh well speaking of you being excited again i gotta bring it down with my bone to pick i got a bone to pick oh baby here we go bone to pick so luis roberts grand slam and i i mentioned it already right but zero fucking celebration. I don't know if I'm mad at Luis or if I'm mad at the team or what. But look at this. People immediately after all this conversation about their clubhouse being dead took a video of Jose Abreu sliding around in the dugout, joking around, and said, look, this team is, this team is having a great time. What the fuck are you talking about? If you look at that fucking clip, of Jose Abreu sliding around in the dugout in, in Minneapolis, you'll see Tony La Russa turning around about to basically, first of all, he looks like he's wondering what the fuck is happening. So there's, you know, there's a problem there. But he also looked like he was about to say something like, hey, don't do that. And then you look on the other side of the dugout, you got Josh Harrison trying to put him like tamp it down, tamp it down. Like he's trying to tell him to stop fucking around, you know? What the hell? Like the clubhouse is not cohesive. The clubhouse is not wanting to have fun. Like there's problems, bro. There's problems. I'm not ready to sell out on the fact that, you know, oh, Jose Abreu's smiling and, and sliding around. And he was fucking around in the dugout again yesterday. But again, like the team's dead, bro. Like there's there's no celebration. There's no joy on the field something's wrong something's seriously wrong and yes i got a bone to pick not just with luis not celebrating i've also got a bone to pick with all those assholes out here that are tweeting out that video as definitive evidence that the team is not broken like what the hell is that you think it's the opposite all right fair enough yeah i do you know what i'll, I'll let you have that 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 take tom oh you allow it here uh, let me ask you this question you played volleyball in high school. You were on, you were on the, the volleyball team at uh, Maine South High School. Tom, did you ever go through losing streaks? <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I was uh, mostly involved in losing streaks. Mostly involved in losing streaks. Okay, this is good to know. This is good to know. How did the team feel? How, what was the team feel like when you were going through losing streaks? Well, it wasn't great. 
a lot of <clears throat> what the fuck is wrong here kind of t- conversations. What the fuck's wrong here? Not feeling great. Okay, that that's what this team is, okay? They're one game below 500. They're fighting today to be at 500 at the All-Star break. If I would have told you, and and that's the thing, these players, they're, they're supposed to have, you know, that that short-term memory, you know, like, hey, forget about what happened yesterday. Go and do what happens today, right? But they can look and they can see where they are in the standings, right? Mm-hmm. This team wasn't supposed to be where they are. They were supposed to be leading this division by at least five, six games at the all-star break. Right. Yeah. And right now they are not. Okay. They're in third place. You got to keep that in mind when it comes to this morale thing. And yes, I agree with you partially in regard to the morale being down, but we have to think about the reasons why the morale is down. It's because they are vastly underperforming. Right. And they need to lighten up a little bit. Take a page out of Jose Abreu's book because, like, hey, look at Jose's numbers. He's hitting really well this year, and he's doing. He's doing again, Steve, for the people in the back, and he's doing what he has not done in the past. He's walking. He's fucking walking, and everybody can fucking take a page out of that fucking book this year. Jesus Christ! On that note, I've got a real bone to pick as well, Tom. Boy, oh boy, my bone to pick today. I got a lot to bitch about the Minnesota tees, usually. Uh, and you know how I call them no Minnesota tees. Um, <laughs> it didn't help that a couple weeks ago, I also had a bone to pick. Or was that last week? It was last week when I had my bone to pick with Joel about Gio Urshela being better than Yoan Mankata. You've been he, going he wrote, off on this guys. I need to put him on my LMB list for that. Um <laughs> The so, nicest guy, the fucking nicest guy we know. You're going to put him on the LMB list. He's great, but he deserves to be on the LMB list for that one. Um, <laughs> not only do Minnesota tease, do I not only hate your franchise and you stink in the playoffs, which is actually something I love about them, but let's look at the celebration that they had yesterday, um, retiring the number of one Jim Cotts. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I, I, I get Jim Cott as one of those best pitchers uh, in their franchise history because they suck. And uh, he was he was he had some longevity, a lot of mm-hmm. gold, gold gloves as a pitcher. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, valuable. Keiko had some, super, uh, gold yeah, gloves. exactly. Super valuable. Um, <laughs> he wasn't even that phenomenal when you look at his career numbers, but I, I digress. The fact that his number is retired so close to the comment that he made um, about Yohan Mankata, mm-hmm. about his uh, 40 acres of Yohan Mankata. Uh, yeah, yeah. We could get a field full of 40 acres of that guy. Uh, that would be mm-hmm. great. Not a good look, Jim Cott. Um, comment that he made on MLB Network. He did apologize, actually, that day about it which uh apologize I, in fucking quotes though he was i I, I yeah no i appreciate it but yeah no it's definitely one of those like hey our PR, pr guy needs you to read this one um it's a bad look not to mention it's for the minnesota twins um who have been an organization that's been very out there and and loud about their dedication towards social justice right um 
especially after the murder of George Floyd. Um, they had the big mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter in their outfields. I think that was mm-hmm. the right center field or right field um, after that occurred in 2020. Um, it's just a really bad look to that the fact that they did it on the day that they're playing the team where Yohan Mankata's on, you know? Yeah. That, so, they, that was yeah. Like, they should have at least looked at the goddamn schedule. Right. Like, Yes. Um, it's just, uh, whether it call, call it gross negligence. Yeah. But it's so bad, and they got to be better. I'll leave it at that. No, I really like that. <clears throat> you know, I... I I it felt off that they were retiring Cat's number right uh, on on that day. Cot's number, whatever the fuck. yeah. Um, but it didn't like click for me why it was like hmm in my mind. And then the fact that you're like, yeah, that comment was like last year in October, and they're doing they're retiring the number now with Yohan right right there like in the uh, in the dugout what the fuck is going on like why it would have been as simple as like he could have retired the number last week or next week or you know within the opening week of baseball or some shit like why yeah. did they on wait they when yo mancada's on the field exactly like why did you wait that long so that did you want you on there? Like, is that what you wanted, Minnesota? Like I said, I hope it's just gross negligence. I it, hope somebody yeah. wasn't fucking trolling with that. Yeah, and and Yohan Mankata going three for four yesterday made me feel real good about it too. Absolutely, so makes it better. Now that actually rolls pretty well into because that was bone to pick esque, but also kind of Minoso minute esque. And yes, um, yes, absolutely. I do have Minoso minute, and as you all know. We like to take time every once in a while to, you know, talk about things outside the lines of baseball. Um, and we honor the uh, late Minnie Minoso, Hall of Fame Minnie Minoso, um, with the name on the segment because he broke the color barrier for Latino, Afro-Latino players for the White Sox. Uh, and we're proud of that. So here we go. Kansas City Royals. Ten of them couldn't make the trip to Toronto because they are unvaccinated and genuinely first of all that's double digits how is that even possible bro like something is wrong there where they're probably I would say that the Royals clearly have not been encouraging their players to do anything about this which is one thing now I wouldn't even give these guys the the time of day if it weren't for the fact like I I wouldn't want to talk about this because we've beaten this horse this dead horse over and over and over again right like everybody knows that there are people that are just not going to get vaccinated and that's that and you know it sucks Science says otherwise, but whatever. They're going to do what they're going to do. And we kind of have to live with that, unfortunately. So I wouldn't have even brought this up, but I got to give a shout out to 
the social media guy or gal for Kansas City because as soon as they announce the news that they're like making roster moves ahead of the Toronto series, they said they're dropping 10 guys in advance. And of course, you know that Brad Keller was on that list. You know that. Of course he was. Amongst others. I don't want to go down the name because it's literally 10 guys. As soon as he posted, or her, sorry, posted the news that they were moving, making all these roster moves, the Kansas City Royals verified account said the following. The Royals have hosted multiple free COVID-19 vaccine events for the community and encourage all to be vaccinated and safe so we can live our fullest lives in and away from the ballpark. For more information, visit link to CDC website regarding COVID-19 vaccination. What the literal fuck? Like, how could you have a verified account subtweeting their own players? And best part, the, the first game in Toronto, Kansas City won. Looks like you didn't need those 10 players after all. Bunch of fucks. Good old Missouri. (laughs) <laughs> sorry thank you Perry, for that comment in the chat uh, i, I so had good. to say it nice and loud yeah it's yeah. it's nuts i come on and whit merrifield made a comment uh i don't know if it was uh quoted in the athletic or whatever it was some, some sort of sports related article um he, he said something along the lines of i didn't want to take the risk uh, I knew. Oh well, I I didn't feel personally affected by it, so I didn't want to take the risk. Motherfucker, this ain't about you. Exactly, it's about everybody else. It's, okay. Yeah, it's never the vaccine has never been about you. It's about who you could potentially endanger Correct. that you don't know. You don't know. It's a yes. social. It's a it's a it's a civic duty. In in yeah. my eyes, in my yeah, eyes, yeah. it's 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 fucking selfish. Um, and it's and it's one of those things too where I can't wait eventually down the road where. The COVID nineteen vaccination becomes the next MMR vaccination. You know, <laughs> and everybody has to shut the fuck up about it. Yep, it's gonna take it's gonna take a new generation for that. But yeah, it's gonna become the next thing. Um, it's gonna take our generation probably to be in office, and then yeah. So wait another. I don't know. We really like old ass politicians. So give it another fifty years. We really like Tony Larusa. He's seventy. So oh jeez. Tom, on a lighter note, should we uh, wrap this thing up with our final segment today? <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be happy, right? We're happy. Yeah, we're happy. I am. Go White Sox. Go White Sox. Okay, so a uh, little game, little game time. We got this or that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. I think you this with this. The deadline. It's kind of far away because it's not in July anymore. It's in August 2nd. So, uh, yeah, we got some time. However, comma, there's some interesting things out there that, you know, everybody's been talking about. So let's get into them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got two names. We'll, we'll do or we got a list of names. We'll do two at a time and we'll go this or that. We got trade fours. We got trade aways to go through all sorts of stuff. Now, Steve, first and foremost, this is an interesting one. We got two outfielders. It's not interesting to me at all. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And I'll tell you why. We got um, Jock Peterson, who we talked about last podcast. 
and uh, he is very good right now, especially. Or uh, Joey Gallo. Joey here's Gallo the, of, uh, of the New York Yankees. Here's the thing. I can see you have a screenshot on our – we use notes, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to let you know. We're not Believe it or not. off the cuff. Um, can't totally tell usually, but uh. – Exactly. Um, <laughs> I promise you that if I, I am ever in person with uh, special people, I will not stare down at my phone. Um, that's a that's a jab at somebody. Uh, subtweet. Um, from – anyway. Um Gallo or Jock? And I told you this isn't even a competition. I don't know why you have a um a fan gra- or not fan graphs, uh a stat cast screenshot of Joey Gallo. It's Jock. He's contract friendly. I mean, they're both contract friendly, but he's the hot player. You don't have to give up as much. The White Sox need a power lefty bat that's actually hitting and isn't just streaky, gonna give you a homer every now and again. It's Jock. Jock has should have been on this team in 2020. Okay. <laughs> I've talked about this last time. What do you got to say to this? You said this is interesting, but this go ahead. Is interesting. Okay. So we all know that Joey Gallo has not really performed up to expectations out in, in New York and he's a lefty power bat. The Sox love lefty power bats for a good reason, because the, the ball, ballpark plays to that advantage. Uh, U.S. Cellular, I'm talking about. Sox guaranteed Park, rate. guaranteed rate, all of it. G-rate. But it's not worked out well in at Yankee Stadium, which, again, it plays well to lefty power bats. However, Joey Gallo remains in the 97th percentile in bar- barrel percentage, the 90th percentile in max exit velocity, the 88th percentile in hard hit percentage, and the 98th percentile in walk rate. Ignore the fact that he's in the first percentile of expected batting average. The the singular is the he's got the lowest expected I batting mean, he's average. He's not going to hit for contact. Okay, he's no, not it's not going to contact hitter. Um, ignore that, right? Lefty power bat. Get him out of a situation that's not working for him right now. Not everybody can handle New York. Yeah, there, there's that like, you know, Sonny Gray is doing a little bit better now that he's out of there, right? Like there, there's different, there's several examples of this. We don't have to go down the list, but get Joey Gallo out of New York, get him at Sox Park. We might have ourselves something pretty cool. All that to be said, it's interesting. Jock is still definitely the better player. <laughs> I know, right yes. The, the bit about it, though, is this. And and I, I think, like, you know, we would both prefer Jock. And you say that he'd be cheaper. However, there's a lot of conversation around New York that says just get Gallo off the roster if somebody will just pay his contract even. Just get rid of him, right? So if that's the case, you could get Gallo for just cash or whatever. And, hey, you're not giving up shit. I think you really sell, you know, Farhan's I-82 short, and you you consider a lot, Steve, and you're going to say this later on. I'm sure of it because you always do. You don't have to give anything for this guy. You always have to give something for somebody. You just do. So I don't know what that would be, but there is conversation at least coming out of New York saying that just take his contract and we'll let him go because he sucks right now. Just saying. It's interesting. He is He, he is a rental. Um, and they're both rentals is something to think about mm-hmm. rentals, even unless it's all like superstar type player, 
Juan Soto. Um, yeah. It's who not who denied fight. a $440 million contract extension? He was like, no, thanks. Good for him. Okay. Good for him is all I'm going to say. I know that's crazy for me to say that, but good for him. Um, it's insane. I think he's going to get his $500 million payday. Um, no, no, Steve. There's he's no going to have way. to sign his life away for it, but he's going to get that five. He's going to get that, that four ninety five hundred. I really think so. Uh, no, not, not 20 year, but 15, 15 year contract. Um, a two point. Yeah, I'm going to take the better player that, uh, that is this year. I'm going to take the better player in 2022, and that's Jock. I'm also going to take the team that's selling. So, just, yeah, it's a despite, good point. Your, we, despite we the rumor know. mill we, around, despite the rumor mill around Jock or uh, around Jack. Gallo, um, yeah, Same I don't know, man. Definitely selling. Come on, man. I don't care about these these miracle wins that they had against Milwaukee. With Hader giving up what five, six runs, six runs. Is in it the, really uh, a miracle if if a team's able to get okay, six Hader, runs? Off okay, Hader? Hader, the Hader thing is not a miracle. I think Hader's actually starting to fall off, um, big time. And then the the block, the block off though. Basically, I mean, it was in the eighth inning, but yeah. game winning block yesterday for San Fran. I'm just saying. So, I don't. You know, know we don't talk about that. We don't talk about your favorite team on this podcast, though. So. <laughs> What's your next one for me? <laughs> okay, this or that. We are uh, remaining in the uh, acquisition market. Uh, Josh Bell or Brian Reynolds? So, okay. so I'll start by saying this. Pirates, kind of. I mean, Josh Bell's not in yeah. but at one point. Right. Um, this team is bad defensively. I'll start by saying that. Like, really bad. So bad Sucks. that I had to tweet about it. Um, so bad I had to tweet about it. <laughs> That's that's saying something. Um, yeah, they're horrendous in the field. Um, one thing they might be worse at is hitting right-handed pitching. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, unless it's Sonny Gray. Um, right. Power-wise, especially, they do not have power numbers against right-handed pitching. Thus why I want Jock Peterson. Thus, why I'm going with Josh Bell as the fit here. Gavin Sheets, this obviously is a negative war player this yeah. year. Some of that has to do with the fielding. He's also he only has a 92 OPS plus, 92 OPS plus for a guy that is a platoon bat, a guy yeah. that we're really trying to force against righties only. Yeah, a platoon bat, but also he plays every day. So yeah, that too. Right? <laughs> so Wolf. Is what I got to say to that. Let's go with uh, Josh Bell. I disagree. Um, I disagree. I disagree. And here's the thing. I'm taking Brian Reynolds for the fact that you said, like, okay, you've never heard me say this, Steve, so revel in it. I don't want a first baseman to play the outfield anymore. Yeah, that's true. Well, Josh Bell wouldn't play. Uh, he'd be DH. Yeah, good luck convincing Tony to stick with one DH and one DH only. Yeah, have fun with that. I write the lineup card. My name's Tony. Actually, uh, I write the lineup card. I, I, he like I want to. I'll be I'm honest. To like I'm about to pass out. And and here's the thing. This is another reason why I don't think Tony's calling as many shots as you think anymore. The lineup card is a lot more consistent over the past couple weeks That's than true, it has actually. been in the past. That's um, true. It's a big pass. so. But I'm going with Ryan Reynolds because he's an actual outfielder. 
So Sounded like you said we, Ryan Reynolds, but it's Brian, right? With a B. I did say Brian Reynolds, I promise. However, yeah, Ryan Reynolds would be good for the team too. He might uh, increase morale, just saying. Um, so I'm going with Brian Reynolds for the fact that I want an outfielder to play outfield. I think we're all, we both agree. If we're going to be, you know, talking in these trade conversations, we would want somebody to replace Gavin out there in the field. That's what we're talking about. That's why we have talked about Gallo or Jock and Bell and Reynolds, right? We would be replacing that position in right field. Could have filled that in free agency, whatever. Um, yeah. But Brian Reynolds is an actual fucking outfielder. So, yeah. But, jo but Josh Bell is actually like a real life major league hitter. Like, <laughs> And one thing that you always talk about, Tom, what does this team need more of? Dingers, baby. And guess who does not hit dingers? Well, Josh Bell hits for average, bro. Like he hits, he's got some pop, but he hits for average. Really? Really? You want to double check those numbers? Really? Yeah. Josh Bell's having a career year, by the way. Career year. Trade for the guy that's having a career year and the team fair. that's just going to blow up everything. I, um, oh, you're right. You're right. And I hate it. You're right. Okay. okay. We got to go to the next one. We got pitching. Because, you know, uh, we got some problems. Uh, <laughs> we uh, have this or that. Luis Castillo of the Reds or Frankie Montas of the A's. Who would we rather this or that? Luis Castillo is the better and healthier option. Um, yes. I would love to have Luis Castillo on this team. It'd be fantastic. However, comma, I don't think that the White Sox have the minor league depth to pull a Luis Castillo. I just don't yeah. think they do. Um, especially with the year that he's having, he's going to demand a lot more. Um, so in realistic terms, it's Frankie Montes. Um, you give up nothing to a team that once again, I, I, I know you say that. I know you laugh at that comment. You give up nothing, but you give up nothing. You saw what <laughs> they gave away. Sean Manaya for right. Right. Jack diddly shit. <laughs> The guy who the White Sox should have been pursuing in March. Yeah. yeah. Um, on top of Johnny Cueto, you know, that would have been even better. You know, uh, Johnny Cueto, obviously, stick a feather in Rick Hahn's cap for once. But Johnny Cueto, greatest of all time. Um, God, Frankie Montes uh, would be the guy just because he's semi-familiar with the org. He wants to prove something. He wants to come. I think he wants to come back to Chicago or come back to a bigger market team. And Luis Castillo, once again, I just don't know if the White Sox, outside of their top prospect, Colson Montgomery, I don't think they have the depth to do it. I mean, would you do a Lenin Sosa for a Luis Castillo? Would they do a Lenin Sosa for Luis Castillo? Yeah, you probably would, first of all, you know. I mean, the White Sox they, would, but with the Reds. Is the no, I, yeah, so, I think yeah. I think you would because it's it's not a super long term contract for Castillo and Lenny. It's this, yeah, this year and one more of uh, of team control. So, so probably both Colson Montgomery and Lenny. Um, let's oh, be God. honest. <laughs> yeah, no fucking a. Burn the already pillaged uh, farm system that we have. Exactly. Now, um, Steve, I'm going to go with Luis Castillo, and I'm oh, yeah, going to say... he's the better pitcher. I mean... Better pitcher, and I don't give a shit. It's not my team anymore after we get a World Series. I'm going to... Uh, going to be mind. your team that is just absolutely mortgaged no, for I the know. present. I and, know. Yeah. I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to cry about it in three years, but I want Luis Castillo, damn it. 
Um, I want the better pitcher. Yeah, so, I, I I agree. I agree. Luis Castillo in this rotation would be fantastic, but rotation's not the problem. No, well, it wasn't it wasn't not the problem yesterday? <laughs> uh, well, that's because Lance Lynn is washed. Speaking of speaking of uh, this or that. This is the trade away segment. Like, who would we rather get rid of if we had the mm-hmm. choice? So we've got Lance Lynn or Joe Kelly. Lance Lynn's the guy I want to get rid of the most, especially if somebody else is going to eat that fucking contract. I, he, this dude has pitched like boo-boo since he got his extension. Mm-hmm. Um, Lance is bad, and so is Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's been and awful um, outing outside of i was gonna say um the friday His most game? recent outing i believe it was friday yeah. yeah he pitched on friday and he actually looked really good uh mm-hmm. he was mixing in the sinker and the change up mm-hmm. perfectly did um, we did we check if he was wearing glasses i can't remember if he can't was remember. i don't think he was he did that's why i don't think he was wearing glasses however if he if he keeps using that change his changeup might be one of his best pitches if he's using it complimentary well with the sinker. Um, Lance, yes. Uh, Jim Wolf here in the comments. Joe Kelly is trending up. I will agree with that. Um, yeah, he hasn't been good. He's got to be a little bit more consistent, obviously. Uh, and, and he's got to be better over a longer period of time for me to buy into the Joe Kelly narrative. Joe Kelly, or pardon me, Lance Lynn for a starter if some team really wanted to take a chance on him. Uh, would be a great guy because he's not super expensive. Um, however, the dude's so washed. I don't even want to talk about how out of shape he is because you're going to call me a fat shamer. You are. Um, of these two, if I were to trade one away, it would obviously be Lance Lynn. He's going to net you more in a trade. So I, I Look, I, I hear where you're coming from with all that. I do. And Lance Lynn has not looked good. However, I have faith that he can kind of rebound and you know continue to have success with the team his uh his ship moves and he he doesn't have to deal with velocity i know i know but i have confidence that that will come back now with joe kelly it's not sticky anymore exactly and he decided to stop wearing fucking glasses and switch to contacts as soon as he got to our team what the fuck is that so i uh that upsets me first of all because he was good when he had glasses and now he's not been good um, let's say we trade the guy that is trending up like Jim Wolf said, thank you in the comments. I think that that makes more sense that you, you trade and also you hypothetically again are trading from a position of strength where you trade away Joe Kelly and you still have Graveman and lamb in the back of that, in the back of the yeah. bullpen. So, versus, you know, you trade away Lance Lynn and you're like, okay, Vinny Velo, like (laughs) bring Vince Velasquez back to the lineup. Uh, That's not necessarily what you want to do. And you had a shaky Lucas Giolito this season. I wouldn't want to trade away from the starting rotation right now. And I know that Lance isn't the best option, but considering what else we've got, He's the best of a bad bunch at this point for for a potential to rebound. I'd say I'm almost ready for the Ray Lowe to come back. Then no, I'm kidding. No, Look, no, 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 I don't want to see him start. Even... I don't want to see him start. I would love his his coming in in he's in patch good. job situations. He's been real been, good. Uh, he has been 
really good in in his role. So I don't want to move him out of that. Also, um, don't sleep on Jose Ruiz. I don't know. Oh, why Jose Ruiz is great, man. People fuck be talking fuck, shit. People fuck Jordan shit. Miller for hating on Jose Ruiz. Yes. is what I gotta say because he is the number one. He was the number one Jose Ruiz hater. Um, but he's Jose Ruiz is is actually solid. I've always um, liked. Him. All right, you got one more for me, don't you? Yes. Okay, this or that, we're trading away. We're in that conversation still, and we kind of hinted at it earlier. Then we're going to the we're going to the farm, EIO, Lenin Sosa, or Colson Montgomery. It's not even a question. <laughs> Lenin's getting traded, and I know obviously the sample size we saw, the sample size we saw in the major leagues is way too small to right. tell you what kind of player he's going to be. It has nothing to do with his performance th- uh, on the major league level thus far. Mm-hmm. That's not where my answer is coming from. Colson Montgomery is sniffing the top hundred finally. Yeah. Like he he's he is a top one hundred prospect in baseball. Okay, yeah. he's going to be the truth. I, I'm dead convinced. I'm <laughs> really really fucking convinced that the White Sox finally fucking yeah, right. finally yeah. didn't chase some college ready guy because that's been the mo of of all their draft picks yep. lately. Their, their MO has been, we're going to go for the guy that's already polished up a little bit, that's seen yeah, higher competition. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it's not even just Carson Fulmer. They constantly go went after the, the college guys. They went after yeah. Zach Collins. Yeah. They went after Andrew Vaughn. I mean, obviously, you go after Andrew Vaughn because he's the Golden Spikes winner. They went after Madrigal. Um, TA. I mean, some of these are good hits, but some of them are not. Okay? Yeah. They... They finally went after the guy that, hey, with a little bit more development, this guy has has potential through the ceiling, right? The yeah. ceiling is extremely higher. And I'm happy they did it. Colson has been very, very good. Um, the, a lot of people are saying that he was a snub for the Futures game. Um, the White Sox only had uh, Oscar Colas come out of the bench. Made a nice catch, by the way, in the Futures game uh, in center field. Um I'm keeping Colson trading Lenin if, for example, a team comes to me and they say, hey, we want Colson Montgomery or we want Lenin Sosa and I don't like uh, fucking some somebody down the line, a, ba- a Bailey Ober type or, or <laughs> whatever his name was. Uh, no, 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 not Bailey Ober. But yeah, he, there was uh, he, these he, Minnesota he, Twins. Yeah. Um, no, there, there was that guy that they gave up for uh, Tapera last year, whose name I can't even remember. Oh, um, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody lower down the 30, the top 30 yeah. was for the White Sox. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to say Lenin and the guy who's lower. Cause I really, really believe that Colson Montgomery is going to be good. I'm with you as well. I I'm, I'm good to see. I mean, you know, comrade Lennon, I'm, I'm happy we had him for a second. Um, but I, I, and look, I, we could also use a, a second baseman of the future, but you know, I, I think that Colson Montgomery, like you're saying, is really like you don't want to give up a first round draft pick when it's hitting like this. Um, so not this early. No. Definitely not this early um, until red flags start popping up for and some reason. Like, hey, anybody, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, we, we want to stick with him. Um, I, I think we agree on that. And y- remember, we did not bring up Oscar Colas because he's going to start right field in the playoffs this year for us let's fucking go let's go this outside. is where we need to transition to our closing <laughs> tom do you have any final thoughts before i make uh, a big announcement 
I am really excited to see you on CHGO today. Um, sorry, I can't make it again. Um, but I'm 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 amped. I think it's going to be fun for you to be out there, letting the people know, obviously, um, uh, who you are and and why you're fun to listen to. Um, and I think that obviously with this announcement, you're going to be even more out there than you already are. And I'm excited for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those of you that are still live with us, thank you for joining us live today. Um, so early in the morning, a little bit of coffee talk. Um, if you're already drinking, you might want to get that checked out. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I've definitely started drinking at this yeah, hour before. Um, yeah, no, a couple big things. Obviously, today I will be on the CHGO podcast uh, with Sean Anderson live. Uh, we're doing pre and post game together uh, in their studio. I'm very, very excited mm -hmm. uh, to be with Sean. Great dude. We definitely got to get him on the Suns. Oh, yeah. Um, That'd be really that's fun. definitely something we need to do in the future. He's not busy, is he? Oh, no, of course not. I, this man is <laughs> one of the hardest working people in America. Find mm -hmm. value at Farm and Fleet. Um, <laughs> do you like that one? Um, <laughs> but I have one more big announcement to make um, that's a little bit more long term. Um, so a teaser episode uh, for a project that I am doing uh, will be dropped soon along with other information. Uh, but I am joining a podcast with a new network uh, by the name of the Believe Network. Uh, it's pronounced Believe, but it's spelled B-L-E-A-V. Um, the podcast is going to be called, and this is brand new news, uh, out in the public, but, um, the podcast is going to be called believe in the South side. I will be joined by a guy who has been on our podcast, Tom, I think three or four times, um, yes. uh, a guy by the name of Carrie. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at that baseball fan. Um, is he, still, wait, is he actually still at that baseball? Fan? He is still at that baseball okay. fan, but the L's are capital I's. So okay, they look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually that base by fan. Um, <laughs> I give him shit for that all the time because he got he got his count account uh, deactivated uh, for something that he said. Um, so Carrie and I will be joining the Believe Network, uh, Believe in the South Side. We're going to be doing two podcasts per week. Um, which is a lot of work, but really looking forward to it. It's the same amount of time. We're going to be doing 30-minute episodes, mm -hmm. um, giving you series recaps, previews, predictions, and a ton of other really fun content um, and segments that you are not going to want to miss. Because uh, Carrie and I, oh, man, we're definitely, we'll say entertaining uh, together. So um, this isn't just to let everybody know, too, this is not a goodbye from the Sons of Honarchy for me. I will continue yeah. doing the Sons. Uh, if anything, this opens up a lot more uh, opportunity for creativity um, and, and chances to branch out to other people. And I'm really excited to be taking on this new project. Tom, you've given me your blessings for this. So I really, really appreciate it. Dude, I'm I'm not only giving you my blessing, I'm really excited to see it and and what it's gonna be. And obviously so excited for Carrie too. I mean, the guy is just an absolute gem. It's gonna be really fun to not only see like you go on to do it, but you guys both, because you guys are both great. And I, I really enjoy both of you guys. So all right. Before the waterworks, I uh I think we can, we can go on here. I I'm no, I'm excited about it. I think I know you're excited about it. And the people are certainly going to be excited about it. Believe in the Southside, baby. Absolutely. Rate, subscribe, review as soon as it's out. As soon as it's out. And then for sure. unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Give them that two for one deal. Let's go. That worked for me. <laughs> All 
All right, Tom. As we always say, in Han, we trust. Get to 500 before the All-Star break, we must. Go get a win today, boys. Uh, We will see you all back on the podcast airwaves next week. Peace. Peace.